Super Talk Mississippi media production. We're on the week two of opponent previews here on Thunder and Lightning. It means we're talking Southern Miss. Andrew Abadie joins me today. He's the uh, sports editor for Pine Belt Sports covering the Golden Eagles down there. And, you know, I really liked what USM did a season ago. I thought that they, you know, they made what I would consider sort of a natural progression, right? Year one of Will Hall, they struggled a bit, but they showed you some flashes. Last year, they were a bowl team. I really think they can compete for a Sun Belt title this year. Am I off in that that assessment, or do you like this USM team? Um, you know, I, I don't think your assessment's wrong. I think the Sun Belt is really – it was kind of wide open last year. You know, anybody could come out and win. Obviously, Coastal was a favorite. But, yeah, the Sun Belt is – it's competitive from top to bottom. I think anybody on, you know, any given Saturday could come out and, and win it. Um, in terms of where Southern Miss is now, you know, year one of weird of, of Will Hall's first year was weird. I, it's almost like it wasn't a real first year for most coaches having 60 scholarship players. To me, last year was more of a year one, a true year one for most coaches. He could bring in guys that he wanted. Um, and, you know, we saw him do that. We saw him take advantage of the transfer portal. There's loads of Ole Miss and Mississippi State, uh, former Ole Miss, Mississippi State players on there. And it's worked. And, um, you know, I think this year we'll, we'll kind of see maybe I think the offense Will Hall would like to have um, in terms of defense. It's going to be interesting. They have talent, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how they how they do. I mean, they, they lost their defensive coordinator, Austin Armstrong, Florida. Um, so I, I do have some question marks for the defense. Well, let's get into all of that. And obviously, you know, the first thing that's on Southern Misses and Will Hall's list is to get a season of consistent quarterback play. He has not had that in his first two years in Hattiesburg. You know, it's great to have Frank Gore there in the backfield to, to help, you know, with the running game, but they've got to be better and more, more consistent at the most important position. Who are the candidates there to, to be under center this year? So I think they've upgraded at quarterback i think they're i think no matter who they end up choosing they'll be better off than where they have been uh you have the clemson transfer billy wiles uh will hall had uh recruited him from tulane and then uh at the last minute clemson offered him a preferred walk-on and apparently heading into this upcoming season he was going to be the uh number two guy on clemson's step chart but he wanted to play right away um, he looked good, but he did get hurt during the spring. He had a oblique strain. You could tell it was kind of messing with how he was throwing the ball in the second half of spring. But the other guy who looked really good was Holman Edwards, uh, East Central Community College uh, transfer. Man, he, he can run and throw. I, I think Wiles is a little bit more accurate with the deep ball, but I think Edwards can, you know, he can run, and I think he runs the offense a little bit better. Um, and then, of course, you got Zach Wilkie, who, um, you know, started a few games last year, had a lot of true freshman moments, but there's potential. He's kind of stuck with the second string, but he looks like he has built on from his experiences last year. I'd be surprised if he uh, ended up with the starting job, though. Whoever gets that position, they've got a, a big hole to fill in the passing game with Jason Brownlee gone, a great big play threat for the Golden Eagles last year. Who can be that guy for them this season? Yeah, it's going to be tough to replace Jason Brownlee. Uh, you know, I don't know if they have a guy who they can just throw it up to and he's going to come down with it. I, I've kind of yet to see that. Um, but I do think there is emerging talent. You've got Jacarius Caston, who's back. Um, another guy that um, had flashes last year and is looking like he's going to be a major role player is Ty Mims. Uh, kind of a, I think he was a true freshman last season. I'm still 
switching from football to baseball in my brain. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've uh, been off of that I, for about three months now. Yeah. I haven't had that issue. <laughs> I had to, I had to like brush up. I was like, Oh man, I got to switch brains quick. But yeah. uh, another name I think that will get a little bit more uh, passes thrown to him is Cole Cavello tight end. Um, they put just, put him on one of the preseason Sunbelt teams from one of some other website. But I, I think those are going to be three names that are going to be, you know, come that Mississippi state matchup. Those are going to be three passing options that uh, Southern Miss has going to throw the ball to. And then of course, you know, Gore is a fantastic back, you know, some great running backs in, in the country this year. Gore is up there with them, but it all depends on what's up in front of him. What does this offensive line look like for Southern Miss? You got three starters back um, and, you know, guys, that have had experience with the exception of maybe one of them um, who, who will be, uh, I think he was a redshirt freshman, one of the twins brothers whose name is escaping me right now, but this is an experienced bunch. They look a lot better. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to judge these judge, judge college teams off of spring, but they look concise. They look a lot more. There's a gel to them now. Um, I think last year it was trying to figure things out. And I think, I think they'll be fine with offensive line, at least in the Sun Belt, um, just because they have experience. There's, you know, there's, you know, there's, a, there's a full, there's a foundation there on the offensive line. They had missed that for the last two years um, under Will Hall. Um, so I, I think they're going to be all right. Um, you know, we talk about Frank Gore. Obviously, you know, he, just what he did in that bowl game speaks for himself. But I think they have a number, a true number two running back that they are going to be able to hand the ball off to and complement Gore with Drake Clark, um, who can, who comes in from Memphis. Gore doesn't really take a lot of snaps when they do their scrimmages and stuff because they don't. They already know what he can do. That there's no point in risking him. But Drake Clark has looked really good. He's a guy that can turn a corner and run, and more importantly, run people over, which is. They haven't really had a bruiser running back in quite some time. Defensively, you mentioned Austin Armstrong was a tremendous coach a season ago. Really enjoyed watching his defenses. Not really surprised to see his meteoric rise. You know, from one year at USM, now he's at Florida. So, you know, that defense though they they've had some personnel losses. Obviously, losing their coordinator. What are they going to look like this season? Will they still be? I mean, that was a defense that caused a lot of havoc. They enjoyed playing unusual formations and bringing guys from all over. What are they going to look like this year? Going to kind of be more of the same, to be honest. Um, the guy that they have promoted is Dan O'Brien, who was the safeties coach. And in my opinion, in the last two years, that's been the bread and butter of their defense. They had a lot of talent there, of course. But he was Austin Armstrong's right-hand man. And, uh, you know, for Will Hall, it was kind of a no-brainer to promote him to that D.C. spot. Um, and they're not going to be much different. That and, and the only difference is that the names are going to change with that secondary. You know, they lose some guys to the draft. Um, you know, they and uh, you know some other guys got pro opportunities. That's my biggest worry, though, is the secondary, just because there's a lot of turnover outside of Jay Stanley. Um, but we're going to see if uh, you know Will Hall going after these Mississippi State and Ole Miss guys in the in the portal. Um, those are going to be the guys starting back there. So that'll be a really interesting for, for that uh, that matchup uh, against State. But we'll see if it pays off for them. Because uh, I, I, to be honest, I can't quite tell what this defense is going to look like. They were really banged up when the linebacker core, they're expecting to get all those guys back, Swayze Bozeman, Josh Carr, um, and Hayes Maples, who was out uh, for the year with an ACL tear last year. Um, it's hard to judge them because they lean on their linebackers and their linebackers weren't healthy this spring. So it's going to be interesting to see 
uh, what they really look like come this fall. We saw a lot of group of five power five upsets last season. You know, uh, we obviously saw App State take down Texas A&M for, for a Sunbelt SEC uh, upset. When, when that game rolls around late November, you know, State may be looking ahead to the Egg Bowl a little bit. What does Southern Miss have to do when they come to Starkville to walk out with a with an upset win? Well, I think number one is you really hope they're healthy. <laughs> that come that time of year, who knows where they're at? As we all know, what happened to USM a couple years ago when they had that uh, eleven people play quarterback. Um, and yeah, uh, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, I, I also, you know, I, I don't know the specifics on state, but if state is have is struggling, you know. Um, come down the stretch you'd like to think Southern Miss has a chance for that game especially with Egg Bowl week on the horizon Um, you know in terms of what Southern Miss has to do I think the biggest thing is if their offense is clicking and their defense is just average um, I think they have a chance Um, you have to wonder what Mississippi State is like without Mike Leach this year RIP to him Um, and, you know, I think that's the question mark. We're all wondering what the Bulldogs are really going to be like. And, you know, I don't know what Southern Miss is going to be like uh, either because their schedule is rough this year. And, uh, you know, they could be at 500. They could have they could have eight wins at that point. They could have three wins at that point. It's hard to know with what that matchup will really look like. But I think the weird the, the thing that is in Southern Miss's favor is that it's Egg Bowl week. And, you know, if you're Mississippi State, how do you not look ahead to that? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Always good to have Southern Miss back on the schedule, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm a fan of, of that rivalry. And uh, playing it the week before the Egg Bowl is interesting. You know, as an older mm-hmm. guy, I'm, I'm, that's a, it's sort of weird for me, but we'll see how it all plays out when we get to late November. Late November. Andrew Abadie, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate your time. Yes, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Anytime you guys uh, need me, I'm, I'm around. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.